0: Yo, what is up, everybody? I am and I am joined by my good friend and longtime co-host. Still don't have a nickname yeah, yet.
1: Yeah, so no name yet. I'm working on it. I'm working on it.
0: Well, what is your real name, though? I'm sorry, I like cut you off, man. Uh,
1: Carlos.
0: Carlito. That you know it has to be it has to be Carlos Caribbean cool.
1: Well, that's okay. Yeah, uh, I'll stick with that.
0: You like that for now carlos caribbean yeah. cool i like that there you go man if uh what did they say um he says i don't spin like... to the face e-. people huh? yes go the ahead He the say. face
1: people don't want to be cool
0: that's right Ca- C- carlos 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 and so carlito car- anyways we're i was watching
1: like, there was this I, there was a segment that i was watching um i've been like watching like older stuff of like 2008. Yep. and there was this guy named charlie haas and he he's like at a he's like at a point where like he's um like intimidating imitating people, like yeah. dread, like kind of like what Damian Sandow was doing, like he's yep. like dressing like he he was like John Cena one week and then like one week he was like he called him um what did he say Charlito.
0: charlito and he was
1: he, he had like the uh the goatee and everything and then like it was, it was he was a pretty funny guy.
0: I am a big fan of Charlie Haas over here. You guys
1: uh, you guys all you guys probably all remember him. Yeah, yeah he, he, was, he, was, he was very funny.
0: Yeah, and he also was um a part of Team Angle with Shelton Benjamin when they came on WWE back in 03. And, was uh, he any good? Oh, yeah. They were tag team champions, Um, and then they became the world's greatest tag team. And then Charlie Haas kind of did his own thing for a little bit, and then he came back, like you said, around this time and started doing more of the um impersonations which is really funny as yeah. a couple it was of hilarious movies. he
1: like yeah. he was like he took an apple he was like i spin the face for people who something like mules or something and i was, i started dying when he said that
0: <laughs> yeah, he's facts. like at a
1: farm, he's just like he's just intimidating imitating people like this like the most recent one he did the great colleague
0: <laughs> oh I
1: god so
0: i think this is fate here because fun fact about carlito he debuted and won his first united states title on my birthday, uh, October 7th, 2005, so, yes, oh, wow. yes, yeah, he so beat the-
1: John Cena, did he,
0: mm-hmm. yep, wow, oh, yeah.
1: that, that's, that's, that's very, very, like, how the hell did that happen,
0: well, yeah, the help of Jesus, which, uh, um, Jesus was his bodyguard at the time, um, but anyways, You guys are here to check out our Monday Night Raw from August 8th, 2022 official recap. They are live in Cleveland, Ohio. But first, before we cover Raw, we have a new segment. Carlos just proved to us his knowledge of WWE just by that information right there, knowing that Carlito defeated John Cena for the U.S. title. So we are actually going to put Carlos on the spot in the hot seat every episode we are going to have a different theme of trivia questions for carlos and i have three options or three categories and they will all be put on our wheel of names i will spin the wheel virtually and whichever option is picked carlos will have to answer the questions now to be fair carlos does not know any of the questions did not tell him anything so this is just going to be his Actual knowledge, and we have to. We'll call this um Carlos's cool questions.
1: That's pretty good.
0: Boom. So the theme this week, since WWE has been talking a lot about the new WWE Women's Tag Team Titles Tournament coming on, this episode's theme is tag teams, and our three categories are either teams from the two thousands. Strange Bedfellows, which are basically teams that were made up of people who normally wouldn't get along or wouldn't team together. And the last category is Tag Team First. So some of the first moments matches tag teams in history. So, Carlos, I'm going to start by spinning the wheel. And let me make sure that I uh, turn it up so you guys hear it. All right. And the option is tag team first. So, Carlos, you are going to be getting three questions, actually, on um, tag team first. So things that happen for the first time regarding tag team. Are you ready?
1: Yes, sir. All
0: right. And no cheating, sir. I don't think you will. I think you just got this. All right. So the first question is, and I'll repeat them. Which show hosted the first ever tables match, tag team tables match in WWE history? All right. Was it A, Royal Rumble 2000, B, SummerSlam 1999, or C, WrestleMania 13? Again, Uh, which show hosted the first tables match? Royal Rumble 2000, SummerSlam '99, WrestleMania '13.
1: I'm gonna have to go with B.
0: B. SummerSlam 1999 Is that your final answer, Carlos? Yes. It was a uh, Royal Rumble '2000, Carlos. Close. It was actually uh in Madison Square Garden, which we both know a lot about. It. The Dudley Boys took on the Hardy Boys. Oh, first ever man. tag team tables. I know. I, I, I thought I was going to stump you there with that one. Tricky there. um. But yeah, that was the first ever tag team tables match for Rumble 2000. All right, moving on to question number two, Carlos. Which team won the first ever WWE women's tag team titles? I think you know this one. But... Oh,
1: Sa- Sasha and Bailey, dog. <laughs> like, the well, golden for, role model.
0: For those or, like, playing no, at home, let's give them it, some options. Fucked.
1: Ba- Boston hug connection.
0: For those playing at home, here are your options: A. Mandy Rose and Sonia Deville. B. Oscar and Charlotte Flair. No. Or C. The Golden Role Models, Bailey and Sasha Banks. But
1: the but actually, but during that time, they were Boston hug connection. They oh. weren't Golden Role Models till twenty twenty, the twenty twenty one.
0: Yo, we got our wizard here. All right, well, is that your final answer? See, Sasha and Bailey, The was it the Boston Hug Connection?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, you are ding, 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 correct. Yes. They the won him at uh, Elimination Chamber 2019. See? No, no, no. no.
1: Was it 2018? or no? I think it
0: was 2019.
1: Yeah, 2019.
0: 2019. Yes, 2019. You are correct. Yeah, You're close, pretty much. All right, and your last question. This is going to be a little tricky for you, okay? It might be. Question three, which tag team won the first ever – now, this is going back to 2002, Carlos, okay? So this isn't like 2016, okay? Which team won the first ever WWE tag team titles? Not So this is when SmackDown branched off on its own, okay? One of these teams won the titles, okay? Either A – Edge and Rey Mysterio, B, Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit, or C, Los Guerreros, Eddie Guerrero, and Chavo Guerrero? Which team won the first SmackDown version of the WWE Tag Team titles? A, Rey Mysterio and Edge, B, Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle, or C, Los Guerreros?
1: I'm gonna go with A.
0: A Ray Mysterio and Edge. Is that yes. your final answer, my
1: friend? Yes, sir.
0: Close. It was, was it
1: Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit.
0: Yes, sir. At No Mercy uh, 2002. I,
1: I, yeah, I, I Ray Mysterio and Edge did win the tag team titles before. I just I just didn't know like which one. Okay all right i got
0: but you it. you were but you know what though you were close because they actually did compete against edge and ray mysterio uh to find out the first tagging champion so you pretty much were close but see i'm pretty good at tricking you there carlos i got some good questions there on you but
1: picture of dominic <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it was funny
0: but yes there you go that was your uh Got your uh, option right there. Good job, Carlos. Carlos's cool questions will be back with our uh, Friday Night SmackDown recap video coming out soon. Uh, that hasn't even happened yet. So we're actually on time here. Um, so let's quickly talk a little bit about Raw. We have a couple of minutes and then we're going to go to our break. Raw starts in Cleveland, Ohio, which a lot of people were talking about names showing up, different wrestlers. But we start out Raw with Bailey. Eo Sky and Dakota Kai, they come out to the ring and Bailey says, ding dong, we are so excited to see your dumb smiling faces <laughs> and then they start booing her and she goes, we don't want to be here either but we know you need us you can't tell me you enjoy watching Becky play dress up every week or you cheer for Bianca Bianca would be nothing without me she said, we got to take care of Becky's little shoulder and light a fire out of the women's division for all of you fans. We're bringing back the hunger that the women's division is starving for more. And Bailey goes, if you can't find answers, you've got to ask better questions. How am I the only one to realize the lethal weapon EO is? And then she goes no one saw the immense talent and and she calls her dakota sky which is funny because you know the name change is a little difficult um and then she ends up you know telling the fans to shut up let her concentrate um and then dakota says we will show that to bailey when we win the women's tag team titles that they are the bomb before they continue talking alexa bliss Asuka and the raw women's champion Bianca Bellier walk down to the ring. And Alexa says, Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. You're not winning the tournament. If you do win tonight, guess who you'll have to fight soon? That's us. After last week, it's given us more incentive to beat you both. And then Bianca gets the mic and Bianca says, The three of us here have no problem dealing with y'all right now. Bailey says, Let's do the three. Well, let's do like this. Let's not do this tonight. Let's do the three of us versus the three of you at Clash at the Castle. Bianca says, challenge accepted. But while you try to keep control, tonight, I feel like losing it. And then all three women start brawling. Bianca and Bailey fight in the crowd. Alexa then dives off the guard railing onto all the women in the crowd. And the fight continues during the break and pretty much they get separated. So, Carlos, what are your thoughts on... This opening segment and finding out that at Clash of the Champions will be Bailey, Eosky, Dakota Kai versus Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka.
1: It was a good way to start off the show, like like fireworks everywhere. Yeah, I like I like that like the whole brawl and everything. Um, and then like about the match, I'm glad like they're giving Bianca a month not to defend the belt. You know, like they're like yeah, keeping her like off, like like defending the title for a little bit. The being the putting her in a tag team match, I would have preferred her versus Bailey than like maybe just a tag team match between the other two, but like you know, it's, it's fine, I agree. Um, but yeah, I do versus Bianca Bianca's gonna happen for sure.
0: Well, I just thought my opinion though, Carlos. I kind of here's what I get upset with WWE. Um, the only thing it's really not a big deal at all, it's it's literally not. I'm happy with this. But, like, you have a big show in England that you haven't had since 1992, right? And you're not thinking of putting Bailey versus Bianca. But you will go to Saudi Arabia at Elimination Chamber and put Lita versus Becky Lynn. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a prominent yeah. match. I don't understand why they don't. No, they,
1: they, do, have a, they do have a women's title match at the Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler. I know. Maybe they want to keep Bianca, like, be, keep Bianca um, fresh, like, uh, I respect it.
0: I just feel like the only, like, my only concern is that we probably won't see it soon. Because if you think about it, the next pay-per-view after this will probably be um, something in Saudi Arabia, I think. And then you have Survivor Series. And unless Bailey becomes SmackDown Women's Champion by that time, there's really no chance in her fighting Bianca until after. You know, are they going to save it for a Saudi show? They might. Um, but I do get what you're saying. It's probably better to, you know, have her because she will be fighting on the house shows as champion. So it's better to not have her uh, sort of strain her body more than she needs to. But I do feel bad for the European fans. I feel like they deserve to see Becky or I'm sorry, Bianca versus Bailey one on one. Um, but they're going to get listen. They're going to get another they're going to get a huge match. Dakota Kai is. well,
1: so it's like we, we've seen we've seen that match before, though, a million times.
0: I don't know, but I just think it's like it's there there's a different there's a more fight feel to it. I, I for some reason, even though Bailey was badass back then, I really feel this character I'm really enjoying. Yeah,
1: I would have thought I would have thought like they would have ended in that uh, cell match that they had.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought so too. That's why I thought at Summerson like my prediction was I thought Bailey was gonna come out after Liv's match and it was gonna be Bailey versus Liv going forward. That would have
1: been cool. Yeah, that would have been that would have been cool.
0: But then you know they had her come out for Bianca. I was like, okay, so they're gonna do. I guess they're gonna continue this rivalry where Bailey feels like she made Bianca, which that, you know you you can say that. You know, a lot of the matches that because
1: oh, actually, by the way, Bailey was supposed to have a rematch, but then she got injured. Remember, she was supposed to have a rematch before she left, but then she got injured training. Remember?
0: Well, there you go. See, Carlos, this is why we have you on here. You know all the okay. Yeah, stuff.
1: I remember now. Yeah, she yeah. was because so- like she lost the hell in the cell. But then, yep. some way, somehow, she got a rematch. She was, she had a rematch scheduled. I forgot when it was supposed to be, but then um she got injured training, and then like you know okay okay now now I get now I get what they're going with it. But I do
0: I do think that they're in for a treat. They will have a great match. There's no doubt about that. All six of these women are going to put on a show for these fans. I feel like it's going to be like a st- I think it's going to be in a stadium, right? So it's going to be a big time feel with this show. Uh, So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the first match on the card, Seth freaking Rollins getting his chance to take on another member of Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins. Will Dawkins be able to um, muster enough confidence and energy that Montez Ford did last week, or will Seth Rollins just continue to dominate over the Street Profits? Find out when we come back. Stay tuned. welcome back welcome back um so yes we are uncensored pressing podcast and you're checking out our raw from august 8th 2022 live in cleveland ohio recap we have seth freaking rollins taking on angela dawkins with montez ford some quick notes here dawkins nails a big drop kick and this is a pretty funny moment i think i could be wrong here but i I think montez ford was actually trying to make fun of the nature boy rick flair um during this past weekend after somerson on sunday it was rick flair's final match and he actually fainted twice and i think he pretended to have a heart attack during the match so i think that's why montez ford was having that weird thing where he was like freaking out and grabbing his heart distracting rollins which then allowed dawkins to tackle rollins over the announce table um Rollins and sends Dawkins head into the post Ford grabs a chair and runs into the ring and the referee kicks out Montez Ford Dawkins then dives on to Rollins outside with a silencer and he gets two Rollins tosses Dawkins um into the steps and then nails a pedigree and gets a three count after the match Seth ends up hitting a curb stomp to Dawkins Ford runs out, causing Rollins to leave the ring. So it doesn't look like Montez Ford is done with uh, Rollins. I actually thought that Ford was going to turn on Dawkins and nail him with the chair. But what do you think of this match compared to Rollins' match with Ford? Because people are are saying, oh, they both were as good. Be honest. Did you think Ford was better, do you think Dawkins did a better performance?
1: Okay. <clears throat> so Ford's I think, was better. But it's just I don't like I don't like the fact that they made Dawkins look like a bum, like him taking his like the the straps off, like he ran like if you notice he did wrestle without a shirt. Like I think that I feel I feel like they made him look like such a bum, like because he's not really no offense, but he's not really like in the best shape. But um, I don't know, like maybe they tried embarrassing him or something. I don't know, but like like that's the first thing that I noticed like throughout the match, like that he like came out he like usually wrestles with the straps on, you know. But like he, he actually like took it off like he didn't have him on this time. Um but yeah, I don't think the match no la- like matched up to like the match last week with, with with Ford. Yeah. But it was it was good though.
0: Yeah, it's 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 funny because Natalia and um other people were saying that this match matched up with Ford. I agree with you. I feel like I feel like Dawkins I don't want to say he doesn't deserve it because I do feel like he puts a lot of effort he's into good. it. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's good. It's just like, I don't know, I feel like they're maybe trying to make him look like a bum, like like him wrestling without a shirt. Like, he's, he's not really in the best shape, like I said. Like, yeah. He's getting there. He's definitely getting there, but like, you know, it's kind of, I don't know.
0: I think um, eventually we're going to see one of them is going to sky. I think they both will be good. I have a feeling that Ford is more main event worthy. We're talking more current, like he's Erickson more Erickson.
1: He's more charismatic. Yeah, he has more charisma, and like, I mean, Dawkins has charisma. But like Montez, is like he's a whole nother level. Like he's like the rock level. Like like on the mic, like give him a microphone, he can entertain me for three hours just him talking shit.
0: Well, speaking of charisma, we see the Mysterios backstage are talking to each oh, other, and Edge nice. walks over and he apologizes to Dominic for what happened last week you know remember Rhea Ripley pushes Dominic in the way of Finn Balor and Edge ends up actually nailing Dominic with a spear um Dominic says oh it's cool and he pushes Edge forcefully uh and he pretty much Ray's like calm down Edge is a good guy he's my friend he's familia." and he's like I can't believe you took his side and Dominic walks off uh but also Edge lets Ray know that you know I will have your back no matter what. You know, that happens later on. Um, but what did you think of Dominic? You know, you're starting to seal.
1: Yeah. Moment, moment of the night for me. I mm. love that. I love that segment. Like, first of all, Dominic's looking like a beast. He's getting, he definitely got some muscle on there. He's getting, it looks like he got bigger. Um, and yeah, the fact that he just said, he said, we cool. Boom. He just pushed edge across the damn roof. Yeah. Like, hell. yeah, I love this side of Dominic. I hope we like see more of this shit.
0: Um, and this makes more sense Dominic being upset than Ray being mad because the way they were playing it all. Yeah, last no, week, exactly. That's his
1: son. That's his son. How are you gonna take your? How are you gonna take somebody's side over your damn son?
0: No, I'm talking about like last week on Raw, they were trying to say that that like Ray was gonna be upset that Edge had speared Dominic, and I think yeah, it I would have thought more sense. Too. Go ahead.
1: I would have thought the same thing. Like, why wasn't Edge like Ray? Didn't really care. It seemed like.
0: Because I think he knew that it was an accident. Had Rhea Ripley not been there, that would have never happened. I oh, you're
1: just, you're just defending Edge because you like him. That stop. Stop.
0: Well, I will defend Edge forever. Um, but moving <laughs> on... Uh, Ms and Champa, Champa, Miz and Champa are backstage, and Ms. says, "There's nothing phenomenal about a man who attacked me at SummerSlam and cost me my match at SummerSlam." I'm talking about G Styles, and Champa says that the first champion Harley Race trained me um, three years ago. Today, Harley Race passed away, and tonight I dedicate my match to Race lashley will feel my sacrifice and realized he already lost so champa dedicating this match to hall of famer harley race um very good word strong message from champa excited to see these two men go at it uh but yeah basic promo from miz and champa backstage Nothing really just you know more power to the match knowing that uh champa is dedicating it to harley race um we then get our next match. Ezekiel taking on Kevin Owens. And Kevin attacks Ezekiel to start. He tosses Ezekiel into the post and the table. Owens then power bombs Ezekiel on the apron. And Ezekiel is like out. The referees run down. Um paramedics run down. They put Ezekiel on a structure. And Kevin Owens looks on from the ring and he laughs. Um, we go to break, and we during the break. We see them stretch her out, Ezekiel. So, what is your what are your thoughts on this new aggressive, angry Kevin Owens? We haven't seen this side of Owens for a long time. What do you think? A lot of people are talking shit because they don't like the fact that he's becoming aggressive. I like it. I think it's a good. He does look like he can be um, an angry, aggressive person. So, what do you think?
1: You know, I like I like that. I love the side of Kevin Owens. Like he's going back to his roots. Like like if one thing doesn't work, try something else, or go back to go back to square one. And then his and then and, and his next heat time he was like he was pretty aggressive like yeah I love this side of Kevin Owens I've seen it before and it always meant it always led to good things for him so yeah I like I like
0: it. Uh, part two to to this uh, segment here do you think this is the end of Ezekiel because a lot of people are saying goodbye you know this is a way to write him off but do you think that you know with Triple H taking the helm he's going to keep on Ezekiel or was this a way for them to write him off and have a new character come back?
1: I don't know. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. I I don't, I think maybe he'll be back normal back to maybe he'll, maybe they'll bring him back as Elias. Who knows? But.
0: Well, yeah. all right. Up next, Finn Balor walks down to the <laughs> ring with Damian priest and pa- Balor grabs the mic and he goes poor Dominic abandoned by both or poor Dominic abandoned both edge and Rey Mysterio. He says he being Finn Balor judgment day isn't afraid of anyone because fear isn't real. It's a product of your imagination. Danger is real. And tonight you find out that I am danger. And then Damien Priest grabs the mic and he says, Edge, if I wanted to, I would lay you out. But in two weeks in Toronto, I am officially challenging you to a match. If you still have a set, let's finish it. In Toronto, Judgment Day will end you. And uh, those are some strong words from Balor and Priest. What did you think of that promo from them?
1: A good promo. I like, I like, I kind of like the feel of like how they're like coming out, like just do them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was pretty cool.
0: Very cool stuff there. And then we see Edge backstage with Ray Mysterio and he offers to go out with Ray, but Ray says, no, Dominic will have my back. He's my son. And Edge promises Ray that stuff goes out of hand and Dominic doesn't show up. He will be there. So Ray comes out alone and we have Ray Mysterio taking on Finn Balor and the match starts. Ray nails a hurricane Ronda to the outside and a seat is sent on to Balor. Um Balor nails two amigos and he dances like Eddie. However, Ray is able to reverse with a suplex. Thank God Eddie uh Ray was trying was able to do that. Fuck Balor for that. Ray goes for a 619, but he ends up hitting Damian Priest by accident. And then Balor sends Mysterio into the post. Mysterio slides outside and lands a power bond into the railing to Balor. Um, Priest attacks Ray outside, but then Edge runs out, attacks Priest, and basically sends Damian Priest into the crowd. Balor misses a coup de grace, and Mysterio goes for a 619, but Rhea Ripley comes out on the ramp carrying a bloody and beaten Dominic, and this distracts Ray, which then leads to Balor to nail the 1916 and the coup de grace to get the three count. Um, so fucking Dominic, man, get together, dude. Why the fuck you getting beaten up by Rhea Ripley, man? The fuck? He's all muscles and everything. Rhea, what's happening, man? What's going on? Do you think, do you think that this is going to eventually be Dominic joining Judgment Day? Do you think he's actually being attacked? What's happening?
1: Uh, Yeah, it might lead to that. I don't know. I mean, I mean, Rhea's a pretty fucking tough girl. Like, like she's fucking, she's built like a fucking dude. I mean, um, you know, it it was pretty cool. I enjoyed that.
0: I thought this was a really good match for Ray. I mean, he looked very invigorated. You know, this
1: this there. is a this is a great match by Finn Balor and Ray Mysterio, like like chemistry yeah. all the way.
0: And I think seeing Edge take out Damian Priest is also a good a good sign for me. Uh, all right, we then see Dana Brooke and Tamina getting interviewed backstage, and Dana Brooke talks about you know the tournament, and then Bailey, Eo, and Dakota Kai walk over, and Bailey says, "We only care about the tag team titles because I was the first person to become." women's tag team champion and you don't know anything about that Dana then Tamina says but I do no one's Mina than Tamina that's all I know about that well we have our first round match for the WB women's tag team titles Tamina and the 24 7 champion Dana Brooke oh I mean botch take on Eo Sky and Dakota Kai with Bailey here are some notes brooke nails a cartwheel and a kick to kai and gets a two count brooke with a cross body to the women outside but eo is able to, to toss dana into the railing dana with a power bomb dakota kai which gets a two count and then tamina sends Eo into the corner however eo nails a fist to tamina's face uh bailey moves dakota kai out of the way and dana botch cartwheels into the railing and then kai with a scorpion kick and a running boot to botch his face. That's what I'm going to call it for now on. Io nails a flying moonsault to Tamina and gets a three-count. So Io Sky and Dakota Kai move on to the second round. I guess I call it semifinals of the Women's Tag Team Tournament. So what do you think of the match, and do you think the right team won? Yeah,
1: definitely. I'm, I'm, I like how they're like building momentum for this team. Um, I feel like they were a little slow at first, but they're getting get, they're definitely getting a hang of it. Because um, those two definitely haven't wrestled in a really long time, you know? Yeah. They're yeah. Still a little, they're still they're still getting back there,
0: they're still getting back to it. But you know, it was a good match. I'm glad that the right team won. Yeah, exactly. I mean, let's go. Dory actually said to me during the match, like, are you really rooting for Tamina and Dana Brooke? I said, No way. <laughs> I'm just I just love no one's Mina than Tamina. Um, next we go to Kevin Owens backstage, and um, we're gonna talk about the scene behind him in a minute, but Kevin Owens is there and he says, you know, don't run up on me. Um, because the interviewer runs up on Kevin Owens and he's basically like, there are more eyes in the show like me now, but it's still the Kevin Owens show. And then in the background, we see a car that looks like it was in a wreck, and we see Nikki ASH and Dewdrop and other people surrounding the car. Um, we don't know much about it, nothing is said. So, what do you think about KO? in this segment where you're sort of left wondering what's going on
1: you know definitely i definitely, definitely had to like watch the segment twice like first see what kevin Owens was saying there and like i was like watching the background like and doing my own little investigation there um but it's gonna like it's gonna continue throughout the show but yeah i was like taking notes through like all this like just just like this these specific parts because i'm like trying to see like it seemed like nobody was in the car i mean they didn't show when the car what, what exactly happened they just showed that that the car was wrecked. Who knows this maybe somebody was inside the car. Who knows there's like somebody just crashed into it just to like say fuck it. But yeah. Uh, yeah. And I like the side of Kevin Owens. Yeah. He's um he's back to like his old his like older his older ways.
0: Yeah. No, I feel you a lot of good stuff here. Again KO is the bomb. Uh we then see Rey Mysterio backstage with Dominic who's hurt. It's like boo Dominic get over yourself. Like you're a baby. Come on.
1: <laughs> oh my god why you sound like Corey Graves?
0: And <laughs> like, come on. He's kind of like
1: Corey Gray. He's like, why? I remember Corey Gray said something like, oh, they didn't get the babysitter this week or something. Like, it's oh, it's true.
0: It's like Dominic. Like, be a man. You've been in this business. You've been. This is just why like. You
1: Dominic, though? Like, listen,
0: what? let me tell you why. He has been in WWE now since 2020. And what has he really done significantly? He's been a tag team champion, but that's a fluke. You know, it's like time to put up or shut up.
1: Oh, my God.
0: We'll talk next. We have the U.S. Championship on the line. The WWE United States Champion, Bobby. You're not a fan
1: of Dominic, huh?
0: I I do like Dominic. I'm just, I I think that's why I'm upset because I'm such a big fan of, of Rey Mysterio that I really want to be into Dominic, but I'm just like, he's not really doing anything for me. You know, I was more into Logan Paul's match than uh, seeing Dominic, and it's just like pretty sad but he'll get there I'll you know eventually I think I you know I still do have hope for him his heel turn might be good I just I'm tired and I think this is what's good these fans are tired of seeing him beat up and, and in this capacity so when he does turn a heel kind of like Roman Reigns like you always want to cheer for the bad guy in my opinion at least me but all right let's move on we have the US head on the line United States champion Bobby Lashley defending against Champa with the Miz. And Champa walks down to the ring, and his mentor Harley races robe, which is cool to see him pay an homage to race like that. And uh, Lashley nails a delayed vertical suplex, which is powerful as fuck, and a spinning elbow to Champa. He then chances he then tosses Champa onto the Miz outside. Champa then nails a running knee to Bobby Lashley. Lashley with a reverse dominator, which gets a two count. He nails a spear, but then the Miz puts Champa's foot on the rope, which then prompts AJ Styles to nail a forearm to the Miz, and he attacks the Miz. Um, Champa exposes the turnbuckle, and Miz and AJ fight through the ring, which is actually pretty funny that all this shenanigans is happening. Chavo reverses a Hurt Lock and is able to apply the DIY submission maneuver that he did with Johnny Gargano back in the day. Champa with a widow's bell, which gets a two, and finally the end comes after Lashley drafts Champa and applies a Hurt Lock. Ciampa taps out. I was surprised that Ciampa was going to tap out that quick. But what did you think of this U.S. title match?
1: I'm I'm glad that they're like using the U.S. title more, like like giving them like real like competition. Um, But yeah, it was a good match. I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm glad that Lashley retained. Like I feel like there's something bigger coming for for Lashley. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like in the long run. But Yeah. yeah,
0: we'll see. All right, we then see Omos walking backstage to MVP.
1: We haven't seen him in a while.
0: Yeah, he's been gone for a bit since Money in the Bank, I think. Uh, we see AJ and Miz fighting backstage, and we find out that there will be a no disqualification match between the two later on tonight. We then have Omos just annihilating two jobbers. Um, really, nothing much here. I mean, what do you think, Omos, just looking dominant?
1: Yeah, we'll just stop like him. having like strong.
0: We'll have to see. Um, we then get a promo with Seth Rollins backstage and Kevin Patrick tells him that Riddle will be giving us a message next week. And Rollins says he's pretty much going to say bro and dude and cool.
1: I don't know if you realize it, but Seth Rollins was wearing the same glasses Becky Lynch once Becky Lynch wore a couple months ago.
0: Didn't notice that. Good eye. Uh, Seth says I am the gatekeeper of this industry. Anyone or anything good has to go through me. Uh, he says that Riddle flushes his own potential down the toilet. Ask Dana White. If Riddle has any brain cells, he's going to tell us he's done. Or I'll Cody Rose his ass out the door. Oh. If Riddle has something to say, then so does Seth freaking Rollins. So that was a really great promo. I do agree. Like you said, he is the gatekeeper. He has been having match after match after match that has been blocked. He
1: literally passed. doesn't even need doesn't even do a championship. I mean, it would be cool to see him with one, but like he doesn't really need one to like stay relevant. He's like that's why he's Seth freaking Rollins.
0: I think we're gonna get Riddle and Rollins at clash at the castle. Um, but we'll have to wait till next week to find out. Uh, we then get our next match: Dolph Ziggler taking on Chad Gable with Otis. And I was excited about this one because this match is gonna be a technical wrestling match. Yeah, they're, they're both
1: they're both high school champions. The only difference is Chad Gable's an Olympian. Yep, Dolph, Dolph is.
0: Yep, and both men wrestle but each Dolph, other.
1: But Dolph has potential, like be an Olympian. But like, yeah, I love I Dolph. I guess he just, I guess he just didn't like didn't go, go towards that. towards that. Uh, I mean, he got hired to WWE pretty early in his career. I mean, how old was he when he got hired? When he got hired, like, like maybe like early twenties.
0: I don't know. He's here to show the world, though.
1: Um, <laughs> yes.
0: But Chad nails a nice German, and then he hits a dragon screw, and he attacks the leg and knee of Dolph Ziggler. Uh, is able to nail a nice looking ddt which gets a two count gable applies an ankle lock but ziggler is able to go for a famouser but the ankle lock is applied again ziggler goes for a super kick but gable nails a power bomb which gets a two and then gable goes for the ankle lock again ziggler looks like he's in trouble but he is able to nail a super hick out of nowhere and gets the three count and Dolph Ziggler gets the win. I was pretty the one thing I, that I thought was a little weird with the finish was how quick they made gable lose. I thought he would have kicked out, maybe get hit with two of those maneuvers. But it was a good match all in all. What were your thoughts on everything?
1: The match is great. Um, I just saw it was like so funny how like how slow Otis is. Like he could have like he could have caught Dolph Ziggler right there. Like like because Dolph was like getting out the ring pretty slowly, You know? This like keeps—he he was like he was like so slow to catch him. But yeah, no, the match is good though; I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, it was a good match. I'm excited to see more from these two. I'm a big Dolph Ziggler fan.
1: Yeah, same here. Same here.
0: We then see uh, Nikki almost. I just
1: wanted to like know what they're gonna do with Bobby Roode. No.
0: He'll come back. He'll come back. Something's gonna happen with him. Um, but coming back, we see Nikki almost superhero and Dewdrop. They're talking um and then we see uh, a car it's being loaded on a tow. the same car that was involved in the crash earlier is being loaded onto a tow truck um EO Bailey and Dakota walk over but then mad security guards run past everybody and everyone just sort of like walks off and just like looks at each other like you know what the fuck is going on we're all confused too. Like I'm like, what's happening? And I'm smiling because I'm like, someone's showing up. I'm I'm pumped. Um, all right, we're here at our main event, the No DQ match. AJ Styles taking on the Miz. AJ starts off the match, sending the Miz into the announce table, and then the Miz ends up sending AJ into the ring steps. Miz hits AJ with a kendo stick shot, uh and then AJ with a forearm to the Miz off of a steel chair, which is cool to see. Miz then whips AJ with kendo stick shots numerous times and he ends up coach choking AJ with the kendo stick AJ comes back with a Pele kick and then he gets the stick before the Miz can do it so then the Miz is fucked over and he begs off but AJ attacks him with the kendo stick uh he nails a stick shot to the balls there and a Russian leg sweep which gets the two AJ goes for a phenomenal forearm and he nails it but champa pulls the referee out of the ring AJ attacks Champa and then punches Champa off the apron through the table at ringside. Uh, Miz tosses a chair at AJ and goes for a skull crushing finale, but gets a two. And finally, Styles sends the Miz into the chair in the corner and nails a Styles Clash and gets a three. And then the end of the match is when the chaos starts. We see a bunch of security people run down. The camera is is on AJ Styles. And you see a slight shot of Dexter Loomis being taken away from the crowd. He is staring down AJ Styles, it looks like. We are, there's no answers as to if Loomis is connected to the car. We don't know if that was who the security guards were running after, although I'm guessing it was. What did you think of the match and then the crazy, this is uncensored as it gets. What did you think of that?
1: Uh, the match was great. I like the uh, No DQ match. But yeah, the ending was like what caught my eye the most. Like, why is Zach Lewis in the crowd? There's like so many questions. Like, why is he getting arrested? Like, was he involved in the car crash? Is this like something that he's like, has against AJ? Who knows what's gonna happen here?
0: I think... Apparently,
1: apparently that he hasn't even signed a contract yet with WWE. He's just... They just had him out there to like, see like, what the fans like, react to.
0: Yeah, I think... Um we're in for a treat because dexter loomis is definitely very creepy and just the way he was staring at aj like you know, shit's gonna hit the fan uh before we go carlos i actually you know what we have a little bit more time in our episode i might want to give you another round of questions if that is okay with you sir let's go oh you are ready all right so we'll see maybe we'll give you all three we'll see if we have time but i'll give you this all right you are gonna get questions from Teams from the 2000s, okay? Okay, yep. So, this is going to be questions about tag teams from the 2000s, okay? All right. Okay. Question one, Carlos. What right. team has won every TLC match that they competed in? Oh. Is it A, the Hardy Boys, B, Edge and Christian, or C, the W Boys?
1: Uh I'm going to have
0: to go with the Hardys. The Hardys. Is that your final answer? Yes, sir. Eh. Edge, and oh, Christian, oh, okay,
1: okay.
0: <laughs> Edge and Christian have won every single TLC. Uh, well, not every single, but when it came to the three of those teams in the match together, Edge and Christian have won. They won at SummerSlam, and then they won at WrestleMania 17. Uh, they actually also won a loud triangle or match at WrestleMania 2000. So Edge and Christian tended to come out on top. All right, question two. You ready, sir? What team was managed by Rico? Is it A, three-minute warning, B, Billy and Chuck, or C, both?
1: I have no idea.
0: (laughs) Which team was managed by Rico? A, three-minute warning, B, Billy and Chuck, or C, both teams?
1: Um, mm, to go bull.
0: Yes, he ended up turning on Billy and Chuck and joining force with three minute warning. So, you weren't, I didn't trick you with that one. All right, this is the last question for 2000s. What does APA stand for? Is it the acolyte's power always? The Acolyte Protection Agency or the Acolyte Protection Asylum. What does APA stand for? I'll go with B. Acolyte Protection Agency?
1: Yes.
0: Final answer? Yes. You are correct, my friend. Yes. The APA (laughs) Protection Agency. Damn. Killing the game. You did it good. All right. You want to try one more round? One more round? And then we'll, we'll close. The- let's go,
1: let's All go, right.
0: this now the category is strange bedfellows. So these are teams that you wouldn't think would team together. So first question, what this is an easy one. What is the name of the team of Seamus and Cesaro? A. We don't, just,
1: we don't just set the bar. We are the bar.
0: Well, is that your final answer? The bar? Yes. You are correct. Yes, the bar, obviously. Um, let me pull up my I don't know where my other... Hang on, hang on. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Part two. Okay, ready? Question two. Which man has never teamed up with Stone Cold Steve Austin? Okay. Yeah. A, Taz, B, Shawn Michaels, or C, The Rock? Who has never teamed with Stone Cold Steve Austin? Taz, Shawn Michaels, or The Rock? Taz. You are correct, my friend. Yes, Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold were former tag team champions. And The Rock and Stone Cold actually teamed up together back in 98 a couple of times. And Taz was a member of the Alliance, but he never had a tag match with Mm -hmm. Stone Cold. All right, your last question of the night, sir. Which team won the SmackDown, ta- the WWE Tag Team titles at Judgment Day 2002? Is it A, the team of Jeff Hardy and Chris Jericho, B, the team of Rikishi and Rico, or C, the team of Reverend Devon and Deacon Batista? Which what? team won the tag titles at Judgment Day 2002 jeff hardy and chris jericho rikishi and rico or reverend Devon and deacon batista
1: I'm gonna go with it.
0: hey jeff hardy and chris jericho is that your final answer mm-hmm. eh. it was rikishi and rico they actually won the tag team titles uh rikishi was set to take on the tag team champions billy and chuck at judgment day 2002 And Rico revealed, well, he didn't reveal, but it ended up being revealed that Rico was Rikishi's mystery partner. Uh, And Chris Jericho was involved at that pay-per-view as well, but he was involved in Hell in a Cell against Triple H. And Devon and Batista were there as well, but they were in the corner of Stacey Keebler as she fought for Stratus for the women's title. So, dude, you killed the game. Good job with that. Some of these questions were harder than anticipated, but you still killed it. And for those of you playing at home good job you guys rock so that is it for our recap of raw a lot's taking shape we will probably have another women's uh tag m- tournament match coming up soon we know that in two weeks damian priest will fight edge in toronto we have friday night smackdown coming out we have our clash at the castle predictions episode and review special coming out in september a lot is happening. Um, so yeah, I mean that's all I have to say. Carlos, do you have any last words? Uh,
1: that's everything. Stay safe, guys, and we'll we'll keep on doing our thing.
0: Keep on keeping on. Yes. As Carlos says, stay safe and we will be back with a new episode soon. Peace, y'all. Bye.
1: See ya.